snap. Happy Saturday, everybody. Good to have you here at God Squad Church. My name is Pastor Susan, the preaching pastor here. I want to welcome you. Whether you're watching live right now, watching during second service, listening on Spotify, VODs, YouTube, all the million quadrillion avenues with we have for people to be blessed. I want to welcome you. Thanks for being a part of our church family. And yes, as you saw on the screen a second ago, it's a big day, people. We are announcing today one of the newest members of our staff. And this has been many months in the works. And once you find out who the person is, you'll really be able to understand, like, actually, it's really many years in the works. And we just want to pause first and foremost and just give God thanks and praise to the fact that a few months ago, God started putting in our hearts to address really the issue of capacity and understanding that there's no way that we can do more, serve more, reaching more without more and more help. And we begin to really bring this issue to the community and can I tell you, so many of you have just been so excited about serving. Right now, we've got more people signing up to lead experience groups than ever before. We've got more people contributing financially to the church before. We've got more people that are looking to serve in deeper capacities than ever, ever before. And without further ado, friends, we ain't going to waste any more time. I want to present to you our newest staff member. Y'all are wondering who it is. And friends, here is our newest staff member. Oh, snap, ladies and gentlemen, there she is. Can we give it up for Merrick? Come on. Spam some hype in the chat. Merrick, Merrick, Merrick. How are you, my friend? All the way from the Netherlands, Merrick. How are you feeling today? I'm here. nervous. <laughs> you mean it makes you nervous to be on camera as the newest staff member in front of over 100 people? What do you mean? <laughs> Merrick, it has been an honor for the past several years to get to know you and to get a chance to know you and your husband, Marek. And really, I think for so many people in the chat, they're, they're putting hearts, they're putting hypes, they're putting let's go. Because one of the beautiful things about people that we love adding to our staff is we love when it just, it just makes sense. We love adding people to our staff when really the community is going, yeah, why didn't, why didn't we do that sooner? Like this just makes so much sense to see someone who's already been serving and loving our people in so many ways. And you guys might not get to know Merrick too, too well. You're going to get to know her more today. But really, Merrick has actually served as my head mod on my personal stream. And really what she's been doing every single day is every person that follows my channel, she actually sends them all a personal follow-up thank you message. Letting them know that, hey, we're so glad you were there. We'd love to get you connected in the Discord. And in so many ways, Mirka's has actually already been ministering to our people. And it's such a smooth transition to be bringing her on staff because it just makes so much sense. And Mirak, I know that as we kind of sit here together to have this conversation, I know so many people might be wondering, you know, hey, I think the Meet the Team thing we do is really, really cool. We get to introduce people, get to know their hearts. But why does it need to be during a service? Why does it need to be in place of a sermon? And there's so many reasons why I do that. But I think one of the most important reasons I do Meet the Team in place of a sermon is because, Mirak and everyone listening, I really believe that the best sermon you'll ever preach is the life that you live. And I really believe that Paul teaches in the New Testament, follow me as I follow Christ. And Merrick, I really believe that your life is emulating to people a sermon in itself. I really believe that if people get to know you, Merrick, get to know your heart, get to know the way that you love the people, even though they might have no idea what you've already been doing for them behind the scenes, I really believe that if they'll get a small glimpse of the way that you live, 
they'll get to see a bit of who Jesus is. And so, Merrick, today I want to do what I believe the Bible teaches, to let your light shine before others. Why? So that they might glorify our Father in heaven. And I believe, Merrick, and everyone listening, that if you begin to understand who Merrick is in your heart, I believe it will help you to love Jesus more. I believe it will help you to grow in your faith. And so, Merrick, I'm very excited to have a conversation with you and give all of our people the great honor that we've had to get to know you. And so, Merrick, we've got some questions we want to go through today. And, Merrick, I want to give everyone a chance to get to know you a little bit. But we're going to start off lighthearted. Merrick, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, maybe a little bit about your family. Um, I'm Merrick. My real name is Mika. Um, yeah, most people know me by Merrick online. Uh, so it's up to whatever people feel comfortable with uh, using. Um, I was born in the, in the Netherlands, um, where I live now. But I, when I was seven years old, we moved to Canada. And most of my family still lives there. Um, when I was 16, I moved back just for, like, I was the youngest of eight kids. So I was alone home, and I wanted to... Yeah, see the world a little bit, a little bit of adventure, and finish my school in uh, in in Holland. And yeah, when I was here, I met Marek or Arno. Uh, is his real name? Uh, I met him here, and yeah, there was no reason to go back to Canada. I stayed. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for sure. Uh, we have three wonderful children. Uh, our oldest is a boy. His name is Stefan. He's 27 years old. And we have two girls. One's uh, oldest is Lydia. She's 26. And our youngest is Karina. And she's 22. Um, the oldest and the youngest are both avid gamers. Uh, the middle one does play some games, but not, not really as a gamer, just for fun once in a while. So... But, yeah, we're mostly a gamer family. Now, I know what everyone is thinking, Merrick, that you do not look old enough to have a 27-year-old child. <laughs> but you are indeed. <laughs> yeah, Merrick, I, now you mentioned that two of your kids are avid gamers, but you are also, you and your husband are both avid gamers. And so what does your background as a gamer kind of look like? And to today's date, what are some of your favorite games to play right now, Merrick? Um, I started off when I was... Uh, around 12, I bought my first console. That was an Atari 2600. So, yeah, that kind of gives maybe an idea to people how old I might be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but after that, um, I started with more uh, more becoming a PC player. Um, EverQuest is Mark and mine. Uh, go to MMO if we play MMOs. That's that's always the, the special spot, spot in our hearts. Um, we play, I play Minecraft with Marek. Um, those are the kinds of games that we play together. Um, since we're both gamers, it's, it's, it's our way of, um, a, a place where we start to bond together because yeah, we can do things like that together. We talk together, even during games, we can sometimes have very interest, interesting conversations. So, um, yeah, for people, I would advise for people who uh, don't game together, like if only one is a gamer, try to find something together um, to do together that you enjoy 
just just for that bonding experience. So it's it's so important for your relationship together and uh, also with God. It's so important to do things together. Um, but yeah, sometimes I do like to play by myself, and then I play games like um, farming simulator, truck simulator, uh, mostly sim games. So. Some of you guys might not know, I know you're hearing what Mira's talking about right now and going like, man, Mirik has like the dream spouse. So <laughs> many single gamers like, all I want to do is just marry a gamer so we can just play video games together. And Mirik, you guys actually have like your own gaming room in the upstairs of your house where you guys go and your computers are next to each other's and you game together, right? That's right. We both have a gaming <laughs> set up, with, each with three monitors, so yeah. <laughs> living the dream and I think that's obviously super awesome Eric that you guys game together as a bonding experience but I think it's so great that you mentioned whether you married a gamer whether your spouse is not a gamer whatever it might be it doesn't mean that you can't be intentional about finding something you guys can do together just to spend time together be with one another and grow in your relationship which is super duper important now, Merrick, I'd love for you to share a little bit about really how you became a follower of Jesus and how obviously, you know, you're a part of our church now coming on as a volunteer staff member. But not only how did you become a follower of Jesus, but what does your church background really look like? Um, yeah, my church, I've, I was born in a Christian family, uh, grew up in, in, in church. So there's not a specific moment that I became a believer. It's, it's always been there. Um, and that's where I, I was uh, at church, baptized and did profession of faith. So it's, it's always been a part of my life. Um, also did volunteer work in our old church. Um, but I, I was kind of a uh, believer in the sense like I believe and I read the Bible and uh, I pray, I go to church and do all the things that you have to do. Yeah. Um, but about... I think about five years ago, I started to realize and really appreciate more and more that how, what Jesus has done for us on the cross and, and how God loves us and, and wants a relationship with us. And that's when I really started to um, like change my life in the sense I still did everything, but more with my heart and more with the intention of, uh, building my relationship with Jesus that I found and that, that, yeah, gave so much more, um, how do you say, uh, yeah, it felt, felt so, so much better than just doing what you had to, or it's, it's not a must anymore. It's more a, I love to do it and I yeah. want to do it. You're not doing it because you have to, you're doing it because you want to. Right. And in my opinion, that's what, that's what faith is all about. Jesus doesn't want a bunch of people who just want to follow a bunch of rules or obey a bunch of commands. And although those are great, Jesus wants people who love him. When people go to the altar to get married, they don't want their spouse to say yes because you're the only other leaving, living, breathing person on the planet. <laughs> they want you to say yes because out of every other choice they had, they chose you. And that's what a relationship with Christ is really all about. And so, Merrick, I think that brings us up to kind of where our, our journey begins now. Of You grew up in church, and your church background was a little bit different than our church. I think actually probably everyone's church background is a little bit different than our <laughs> church. Our church is a little yep. bit different than most. But, Merrick, what was it that really, like, how did you find out about God Squad Church in the first place? Um, Mark 
2017, beginning of 2017, heard um, Pastor Susie's interview on Kalov. And he was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to check out the stream. And he watched it a couple of weeks. And we talked about it once in a while. And I kind of got intrigued. I was like, hmm, this is interesting. And uh, and then started talking about Church for Gamers. And since, like, since we're gamers, of course, it was, yeah, it was something that I wanted to look more into and kind of, yeah, got just got pulled in. <laughs> pulled but, in little yeah. by little. <laughs> little by little yeah and it was too bad at that time um like i we watched the vods almost every week but in the beginning the services were on thursdays and another long time <laughs> yeah <laughs> and later it was on it was on saturdays but it was your evening 7 30 and that's 7 30 yeah and that was 1.30 a.m. for us in the morning. So, yeah, that that wasn't going to happen. But we did watch the VODs, and we were so happy when you went to the afternoon service. Mirik, that actually just goes to show how long you've been around. Because, honestly, like, sometimes I forget our church started on Thursdays. <laughs> like, <laughs> that was so long ago that, like, I, if I remember, that was a long time ago, man. Yeah, I, like, literally sometimes it actually escapes my memory. And then we changed to Saturdays at 7.30. And we still have that Saturday slot, but we added an additional 1.30, which has been a huge blessing for you, Merrick. One thing for I'd sure. love you to touch on quickly in terms of being involved in our church, Merrick, because not only are you not here in Virginia physically, you're not even in the country. You're all the way across the yep. pond in the Netherlands. What has it been like for you to not only be a part of a church that's in a different, you know, different city, but a part of a country that's literally halfway across the world. What has that been like for you, Amarik? It's It's been a journey and it's amazing. Um, I really love it that it's it's just a possibility of just having people from a lot around the world as part of the church, not just your own community, which is good too. I'm not saying that that's bad, but um, I, yeah, I love the vision of, of, um, of God Squad Church, and uh, it's, it's just great to have people not only from here or from the U.S., but uh, we have from the U.K. and South Africa, and I don't know, there's so many countries that are, keep coming uh, to GSC. It's just, I love it, and it does, sometimes it is difficult with, uh, with the time zones. Um, for example, movie nights, yeah. Got to miss that, unfortunately. But for me, because I'm part of the community care team, um, it's nice because I can have, uh, I'm online in the Discord anyways at a couple of hours before others can be from the US only. So that's also a positive side again, that you have people from other places. And I think it's so great, Merrick, you know, to kind of hear your heart and see how you and your husband have just gotten really like fully immersed in our church and we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I know that a lot of people have mixed feelings about just online church, period, right? So many of you that have been a part of our church for a long time, somebody in your family thinks you're crazy, okay? There is no, <laughs> there is no other way around it. Somebody in your family, somebody at your workplace, they think you're out of your mind. Because you, you go to a church where, like, wait, so you don't even know half these people's real names? Like, wait, please explain this to me one more time. <laughs> but I think that you and, you and Marek really embody such a beautiful display of that no, I don't believe online church is for everybody, but I do believe it's a valid form of church family ministry. 
And I think it's so great because even you crossing a different culture all the way in the Netherlands, crossing different time zones, you and your husband have been able to engage in authentic, like, faith-filling community via things like, I mean, Mirik, you and I have had so many one-on-one meetings together really talking about faith and helping you grow because of the benefits of technology. Discord calls, cameras, audio, so many great relationships are being formed online, even though people have never met. Now, we've met, Mira, because you've come to the States for SquadCon, which was so cool. But there are so many people that you've never met, but you've had a chance to connect with online. via, right. via uh, you're, you're in the, the women's group with, with my wife, Pastor Amanda, on, on Thursdays, I believe. You're, you're meeting right. with people via Discord calls. You're hanging out at the services in the Discord, playing games with people. And all the way from a different country, you're able to not only be connected and talk with people, but to be growing in your faith and in your leadership together. And I just think it's a perfect testament to show, man, God is not limited by just a building. God, God cannot be put in a box. And even in online, people can thrive in their relationship with God. And people can experience true community online. There's so many people forming friendships with people they've never met. And that they actually might never actually get to meet if they don't end up coming to a squawk on together. And so I just love sharing that story about you and your husband, Merrick, because it just it really shows that it, online church really can be life-giving and it can be life-changing if you'll get involved. And Merrick, you and your husband have done a great job because so many people that are a part of an online church who don't get involved they accumulate the fact that they feel disconnected. They accumulate that with the right. fact that the church is online, and they don't understand that, no, they don't feel disconnected because it's an online church. They feel disconnected because they're not involved. They feel disconnected because, unlike Merrick, they're not in an experience group. But I want to encourage everyone to do They feel disconnected because, unlike Merrick, they're not serving as a volunteer before they ever even join the staff. They're not jumping to the Discord. They're not talking to other people. And so even if you take all those same variables and you put it in a physical location where you can sit next to someone, you'd still feel disconnected. It's about getting plugged in. It's about following the example that Merrick has really laid for you all the way from the Netherlands in a different time zone where depending on the time of the year, they're five or six hours ahead. And so Merrick, thank you for leading by example of what it means to really be a contributor and not just a consumer saying my life has too much value and my anointing and destiny has too much importance for me to let excuses of time zones or country or allowing my location to be a limitation. No matter what, I can be used by God even from a different country. And Merrick, I really hope that your life inspires other people to do the same. Because who knew that because of your husband hearing a crazy guy who dances in a penguin suit on the radio (laughs) one time almost five years ago that now your life would be going in a direction that you never saw it. And I just think it's absolutely incredible. And so, Merrick, we've got to hear a little bit about, you know, how you heard about the church. But there's a big difference between hearing about the church and, you know, maybe tuning into a stream from time to time and what you and Marek have done, which might not be everyone's journey, which has been, you know, we really want to alter our lives to really making God Squad Church home for me and my husband and our family. What was it that made you guys want to make such a drastic decision to not just be someone who watched Susie live streams, but really wanted to become a partner here at God Squad Church, which has led you to being on staff today? Um, well, it was a whole journey. Um, like I said, it was uh, we love the vision of God Squad Church of reaching gamers. That's 
yeah, gaming, that's our, our hobby and, and it has our heart. And, um, but also people are, are in our heart. We love the people. Um, I started watching your stream and that was in February. And then in November, I once in a while will chat, chat, type something in the chat. And then all of a sudden in, the, in November, you made me mod. I was like, oh no, help, not me. <laughs> but on the other hand, I thought, I can't run away from everything that I'm, like I have to step out of my, my comfort zone. Ooh, she's and, preaching uh, right now. <laughs> and I kind of all, maybe also that God wanted me to, to go that way. So I, I thought, well, might, if it's not for me, then I'll, I'll like, I'll try it for a couple of weeks. If it's not for me, then I'll see. But from one thing to came another thing and I started reaching out to people and I love doing that. And two years later, I was asked to join the community care team because yeah, you saw what I was doing and you shared that, of course, with uh, with your team, Pastor Boz, and he reached out to me, and I joined the community care, and I just, yeah, loved it, and yeah, that kind of got Marek and me talking. Marek does stuff too for for your stream and for uh, God Squad Church more in the background, but um, got us talking like, yeah, what what do we what does God want us to do? We kind of felt God tugging at us. What uh, we, we wanted to make a choice. We were doing a lot for God's Squad Church, but doing we're going to, to our local church. And um, we prayed about it a lot. And we kind of felt uh, split up. So, um, yeah, we prayed and we talked. And it took lots and lots of months. But... After some time after that, we, we really felt God telling us that, yeah, we needed to put all our energy, everything that is church related to put that to God's God church and not into two churches. Um, so, yeah, we decided to become partners. That was a year ago now. Yep. And I'm definitely not saying that everyone who feels like, oh, this is a great church. We need to go to that church. Um, being in a local church is really, really good. We're not yeah. saying that that's not good. We had, a, we had a good church. It's not we weren't feeling at home there. It's just we felt God tugging us and pulling us to God's Squad church. And you really need to, if you do feel like God is uh, calling you, pray about it, talk about it, but don't do it on a whim. And yeah. in your local community, they need you too. And they, they need your uh, volunteer work there. They, you can have a great church at your local place. So be very, very cautious, I would say, on switching churches. Yeah. And I, it's just such a testament to you and Marek's spiritual wisdom to not just be led by your emotions and make a decision on a whim like that. And I remember before you guys even made the decision, you guys actually came to me with a conversation that you guys were thinking about it, and you, you were seeking out spiritual wisdom. And I think that's so, so, so important when making these big, big decisions. And ultimately, God did lead you guys to becoming a part of God Squad Church, not because your other church was bad, but because God was just taking you in a new direction. And as you mentioned, it's, it's not the direction that everyone should take, 
but it was the right step for you, even though, right. you know, to maybe some of your family members, it, it may have seemed strange. What, you, you, you're going to leave the church that we've all been a part of together for so long to go be part of this online church for gamers in the United States. It must have been so bizarre. I know we've had conversations to so many of your family members, but you ultimately trusted where God was leading right. you. And you made the right decision that was right for you and your family. And Mirik, I want to touch on one thing that you mentioned because I thought it was so powerful. And I want you guys to know this about Mirik because I want her life to be on display to hopefully inspire other people to love and serve Jesus better. She, meant that, she mentioned that she was willing to step out of her comfort zone to become a mod. And one of the things that I want you to know is that Mirik does not need any type of position or title or recognition for her to serve and love other people. She mentioned that she would, like, message people and follow up with them. She started doing that before I asked her to do it. Like, when she saw someone just put something in the chat, like a prayer request, or like, hey, this bad thing happened, like, she was just going out of her way to talk with people. Like, Mirica was just someone that we knew from the Internet, knew she had a kind heart, made her a mod, and she started showing her true colors before getting any recognition. She was falling in love with people, even though I hadn't asked her talking with people, letting those people know that they were loved. And Merrick, I think that's so important because the Bible teaches that if you are faithful in the little things, God will trust you with much. And sure, so many people are seeing today, well, Merrick's being out of the staff, so awesome. But they don't get to see all the things you did behind the scenes that led you to this point. And I really challenge people to follow Merrick's example. Maybe you've heard this saying before, that if servanthood is beneath you, Leadership is beyond you. If you're too good to message people, letting them know they're loved, without someone always thanking you because you did it, because someone asked you to do it, because someone's patting you on the back, leadership is beyond you. And, and I would challenge you, follow Birik's example, letting God use you at any cost, at any time, whether you're getting recognition for it, whether you're getting thanks for it, or you're getting a cool, fancy title. Because before Merrick had any of that, she was loving people, serving people, even though I had never asked her to. And Merrick, I really believe if more people would be more like you, we could make a bigger impact in the world for the kingdom of God. I believe that with all my heart. If more people would stop waiting for the perfect opportunity with the perfect salary, with the perfect recognition, with the coolest title to serve God and understand that my reward and my thanks and my gratitude comes from him and him alone, we can make a bigger impact in the kingdom of God. And Merrick, I want to say thank you for being willing to do that. And I believe that's why God has brought you to this point because you showed him I can be trusted with little. I'm not too good or too big or too important to do the little behind the scenes that no one sees. And I really, really, really believe if you'll honor God in private, he'll honor you in public. And today, Merrick, because of your, your sacrifices, because of the willingness you've had to serve God, he's brought you to this opportunity. And Merrick, we're grateful for you. I really believe you're, you're leading our church just by the way you live your life. And that's why God's given you this opportunity, and we're grateful for it. Speaking of ministry and getting plugged into leadership, Merrick, what was the journey for you, if there even was one, where you started feeling called to really be in ministry as a calling? Now, I want to be clear. All of us are called to be in ministry no matter where we go. 
talking to our people at work. You don't have to be a pastor, but Miracle, we're going to talk a little bit about that. That even though right now you're not a pastor yet, you are currently studying to go in that direction. And so I'd love to hear really two things. Really, one, tell us a little bit about your studies that you're doing right now. And then I'd love to hear a little bit more about really how you were feeling called by God to go into ministry that wanted you to start doing your studies. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'll start with um, how it started. Um, like calling to ministry wasn't really a, a point that I was like, now I feel the calling. Um, it started a couple of years ago when our youngest daughter was finishing off school. She had a year or so to go. And I'm like, yeah, I was a stay at home mom, which, which Mark and I had decided that was good, best for, for the family, uh, which I really enjoyed and was blessed that we were able to do it this way. Um, but yeah, our, our youngest was going to go out of the house and I'm like, yeah, what's, what's my next season of life going to be? I have I had never thought about that and something, yeah, I have to do something. I can't just twiddle my thumbs every day, all day long. So, um, yeah, I started doing, like, I know a lot about PC, so I started doing PC help and, but I liked that more as a hobby and not really as it wasn't really, uh, satisfying. Sure. So, yeah. And then, um, in that time is when I was watching you too, and, um, you made me a mod and that reaching out, it kind that gave me energy and satisfaction. It was like, this, this feels good. This is, this is the way I want to go. And through that, I wanted to, um, know more about the, the gospel, know more about God to be better equipped. Not that I didn't know anything, but, um, yeah, I, I just wanted to get deeper into everything. And uh, so I started an online uh, ministry course. Um, it's, it's intense, but usually school is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, <Should be. laughs> <it's>, <laughs> but I, I am learning a lot, and I really love it. Um, even just not just equipped, but also my relationship with God, what I was talking mm. about earlier just just getting deeper and deeper that way too um it's and it's going good with uh, i'm about 60 percent done at the moment and with good grades up to now so i'm really uh, proud of myself and i hope yeah if it keeps going like this to finish with uh flying colors and hope to become a pastor uh, someday amen you heard here first, friends. She's got the good grades. America's confirmed 200 IQ. All right. <laughs> 200 IQ. She's smarter than me. <laughs> so, Merrick, what, what is like a timeline? I know we've talked a little bit, but what is like a timeline of when you actually think that you'll actually be done with your schooling? Um, it's actually really hard to say um, because it, it is in my own time. There isn't really online specific classes. I do everything uh, because they're videos, so I can do everything in my own time. And because now I'm starting to work, I have to kind of juggle that a little bit um, and a lot of reading. And and it just depends how long the lessons are and how much reading there is. I'm hoping, but that's hoping, just uh, to, to be able to be done by the end of the year. Yeah. That's awesome, Eric. And I, I think just one part of your story that I find so powerful 
And I think it really clears up a misunderstanding that so many people have, especially when people are, everyone's wondering the question, like, God, what, what's, what's my calling? God, what am I supposed to do with my life? And I think that some people don't understand that things happen in seasons. I think everyone just thinks your calling in life, like, only happens and needs to be decided, right, when you're Eliza Higgs' age, 17, senior, uh, senior in high school, about to turn 18, I got to figure it out right now, and whatever I decide right now is what's going to happen for the rest of my life. How many of y'all know at 18 you ain't smart enough to be making those kind of lives of decisions, all right? <laughs> it's a crazy amount of pressure, and first of all, I really believe God operates all times in seasons, and so Merrick, there's so many part of your, like, aspects of your story that are so beautiful because one, First of all, at your stage in life, so many people are afraid to start something new. They're like, well, by, by this point, like if, if I haven't already started it, I'm not starting it now. In Merrick, at your stage in life, after having your kids more out of the house, you, you were open and receptive to God to do something new. And then on top of that, the thing that's so beautiful, Merrick, is you're like, I never really pictured myself doing this, but once I was trying something new, that I was afraid to do, I was stepping out of my comfort zone, only then did I realize, wow, I'm getting so much satisfaction and fulfillment out of this. Maybe this is something God wants me to do. And Merrick, I think so many people think that their calling from God is only going to be communicated to them when they go to sleep and they wake up and they had some crazy dream or they had 17 people prophesy over them or they, you know, they saw a bunch of license plates that said whatever they, they, they got to be. And the reality is, I believe this, the Bible says in the Old Testament that God will give you the desires of your heart. And I really interpret that scripture mean two things, that certain things that you desire, God can give you. doesn't mean that he's going to make you rich. It doesn't mean that everything that you want, you will get. But he has the ability to give you certain things that you desire. But it also means that God will give you the desire of your heart. He will give you those desires. And Merrick, you learned something about yourself a little bit later in life than, than maybe a lot of people think is possible and you realize, wow, I never realized I had a desire to really minister and even become a pastor until I actually started trying it. And, and my encouragement to everyone would be, you don't know you love things until you try them. And I think so many people just don't experiment enough in their life. you got to just try a million things until you figure out what you hate, what you're really good at, and what you love. And if you don't, you might never stumble across what really God has gifted you at. You might never stumble across, like Merrick, wow, I never realized that I'm so passionate about, about this. And, and sure, maybe some things led me up to now to realize, like, yeah, it makes sense, but I never would have pictured myself being a pastor until I was getting involved in ministry. And I just challenge all of you to follow the example of Merrick. Don't be afraid to step out of your comfort zone doesn't matter what stage of life you're in. doesn't matter how old you are. doesn't matter what you feel like you're good at or not good at. Experiment. Step out of your own boat and trust God and allow him to lead you in new places. And I promise you, he'll take you places you never thought you'd go before. So many people in our church, especially in our staff, are like, I never would have pictured myself being here five, ten years ago. Never. Myself included. But when you step out and follow Merrick's example, I believe that God will do some great things in your life. And so, Merrick, I want to ask you a very, very specific question. I know we touched on a little bit about your, your church background and, and stepping out and trying new things. And now you're studying to be a pastor and never thought that would have happened. 
But one thing that we believe very, very firmly here at God Squad Church is that women can indeed be pastors. Like we affirm women in ministry. We affirm women pastors. We affirm women elders. And if you guys want to learn a little bit more about that, uh, maybe, maybe we can get a YouTube link from one of our sermons where I, I answered very quickly, can women be pastors? Well, we break down from the Bible. I want to encourage you to go to your, our YouTube channel and watch that video as well. But Mira, growing up, you were taught that women couldn't be a pastor. And so right. I'd love to hear a little bit about your journey and how you came to terms with, because it's very interesting that now you feel God calling you to be something that you were raised to believe you weren't allowed to be. And so what has that journey been like for you? Because I find it fascinating. Um, yeah. First of all, the, the funny thing is it was never... Um, a question for me when I would like, when we were taught that, um, especially when you're younger, you, you, you just, what you're taught, that must be true. So, um, but the first, yeah, 30 years or so was always, yeah, women aren't allowed to be pastors. So I just took that as, okay, fine. Never really thought about it. Um, I do remember, um, when I was about around 25 or so, I had a conversation with my mom and she said to me, if it was allowed in our church, I would see you as an elder. And I was really kind of surprised that she said that. So, and that always stuck to me somehow. And through um, what I said before that five years ago, I started uh, more with a relationship with, with Jesus and digging deeper in God's word. Um, for myself, I started looking more to reason, like also reasons why, why the one says um, you are allowed and the other says, why not? And you kind of start to compare that. Yeah. And, um, and, because yeah, the whole journey of 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 through God Squad Church and my, and my studies and and also your your uh, sermon also did a lot, and also when we were still with our local church, the last two or three years it has changed um, that they that you are allowed to become or women are allowed to become uh, pastors and and elders now. So in that whole process. Yeah, my my thinking has changed, and that all everything just in the past five years, what what has been going on, has just been a paving, actually, for uh, the road to ministry and to pastor. Yeah. So what a journey, and that's what that's what I think is so just fascinating about faith, and that I encourage every single person to really do. And I know it might sound crazy for. A preacher to say this, but I don't want you to believe things just because I say them. I, I want you to open up God's word and, and study and make sure that what you are hearing and learning is being confirmed with God's word. And, and Merrick, I, I know we've had, we've had so many conversations about faith that, man, I, I grew up being taught this, but now that I've opened it up and, and I've studied it myself, I think I just see. I think, I think I think I see things a little bit different. 
like, like I see from this perspective of how I'm studying and being taught. And obviously there's so much that goes into that in the, you know, the great questions between denominations and which one is right, mm-hmm. which one is wrong. And ultimately, all of us are going to get to heaven and realize we were all wrong about something. Right. Because none of us are perfect. None of us have the answers. But I am so glad to see, Merrick, you setting that example again of, like, I, I'm always testing everything I hear to the actual truth of God's word. I, I'm studying God's word myself. I don't just believe things because my pastor said that I should. Because I, I don't have all the answers. I, I'm not perfect. I do my best to study God's word as well as I hope that every pastor would. But I challenge everyone as a follower of Jesus, don't just believe everything just because someone who's spiritual said it. Crack open God's word. Study it yourself. Read it. Use the Bible app, whatever it's got to be. And ask, ask the Holy Spirit to speak and reveal to you the truth of God's word. Don't just be led by what you're hearing, but be led by what you're reading. And I promise you, your relationship with God will go to a whole nother level. Sitting in church on a Sunday or for us on a Saturday, I promise you, it's not enough to thrive in your relationship with God. 45-minute message compared to seven days a week, crack open his word, and I promise you, it'll give you a new perspective and it'll change your life. And Merrick, I'm so glad that God brought you to that journey because we are honored that right now you're joining our staff and will one day be a pastor and a shepherd to our people, and we are incredibly grateful. I want to add, like Merrick, to, oh, go ahead. My, go may ahead. I say one more thing about sure, that? of course. I must also say what for me really, really important was um, that Marek, I had Marek, he stood by me constantly, 100%. He guided me. He helped me. I could always talk with him. If I had questions, we would look, look things up together. We talked about it. Um, honestly, without him, I don't think I could have gotten this far. Wow. I have to really give him uh, praise for that. I think, I think that's incredible. And Merrick, I think you just nailed something on the head because I know a common question that people have when it comes to women pastors is, well, how can, the, how can a woman be a pastor if the man is supposed to be the spiritual head of the house? And you just said it right there. My husband helped guide and lead me to this decision. And the reality is, sure, even though in a church you might become a pastor, it doesn't mean that in the home your husband isn't guiding you. It doesn't mean he's not right. encouraging you, supporting you. And so, Merrick, I just, I just think you and Marek have such a great marriage. And I think right then and there, that's another reason why we're so glad to have you leading our people by example. And so, Merrick, I want to end our time together with two questions, which some people might think, why didn't we ask these at the beginning? But I specifically left them for the end. Is I want, I want to touch on two questions. One, as Associate Community Care Director, what will your role be here at God Squad Church? What does that look like? And then more importantly, I'll ask again, why are you so passionate about fulfilling that role in, here at God Squad Church? Um, my role is going to be um, assisting Pastor Boz in, uh, in everything that has to do with the community care team uh, and overseeing the care of the, of the church. Um, I also, because, yeah, I'm going to be putting a lot more hours in, into this so I have more time for the community care. Um, and um, 
I'm gonna be more like I can. I'm gonna talk to who I can, but my spe speciality is going to be autism, people with autism. Um, not I've never had a professional uh, degree in that or anything, but um, I do have life experience with that because uh, Marek is uh, autistic. So, and we've been married for 27 years. So I've got a couple of years under my belt for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I love him dearly. Um, yeah, and I can share uh, my, my experience with the team um, so that they can, they know a little bit how to uh, um, deal with that too, because each 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 person is differently different and also autistic people they they sometimes have um it's not always easy to um exactly understand each other um so i i hope to help uh more specific in that area for uh be there for them um and that's also why i'm so passionate about the role i i just love people on the whole and people matter to us, but especially to God and God wants, uh, wants us to help each other. And um, my heart just breaks that there's just so much depression, so much uh, negativity, uh, especially in the gaming world. There's, there's loneliness. There's so much struggling going on. Uh, we all struggle, but um, yeah, I just, it, it really breaks my heart if I so, sometimes see sometimes the prayer requests and the people I talk to, I just, yeah, feel God working in my heart that I want to help those people. And that was, that was the final thing, Merrick, that I wanted to leave everyone with today is why you're doing all this. And because, you know, I've mentioned the terminology a few times today that Merrick is the newest addition to our volunteer staff. And I wanted to leave this question for last, Merrick, because as we talked about really bringing res resolution to our capacity, we talked about the importance of sacrifice, sacrificing for the kingdom of God. And although, sure, we had an incredible Waymaker Week 2020, and we're super grateful for everyone's generosity, we, we still are not at a place to be able to afford the amount of staff that we really need. And so that's why we're grateful for people like you, Merrick, who are putting in, I mean, I mean, almost full-time work between helping me with my stream and your role here at God Squad Church, just doing it all as a volunteer because you want to grow and sacrifice for the kingdom of God. And Merrick, you're leading by example, but the reason you're doing it is because you love the people. You always have. Yeah. You, you, you want to serve them. Since the very few moments when you started messaging people in my stream, you've always done this because you want to honor God and because you love people. You've never done it for the recognition. You've never done it for a position or title. And, Merrick, that was the last thing I wanted people to be left with as to not just what you're going to be doing, but why you're going to be doing it. Hearing you mention that, you know what, I, I'm looking forward to not only helping all people, but specifically bringing your expertise and helping people that struggle with autism. Because we want people in our church to know that, hey, if that's you, we see you. I, I know that a lot of people might neglect that group of people. A lot of people might consider them to be second class, but they're not. 
God sees them, and we want to do our best to put effort and to develop resources into ministering and loving all people. And Merrick, I just want to say on behalf of our church, thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your willingness to serve the kingdom of God, and thank you for being willing to uh, join our team and to love people. And so I think right now, can we just together put some hearts and hype in the chat to say thank you for Mary. Can we put our hands together to honor her, to thank her for all she's doing to serve our church. And Mary, we want to say thank you, and we want to end our time together by praying a prayer for you. We know that ministry, it is not easy, unlike many people might think. It is a sacrifice, and we want to pray that God will bless you and use you to impact thousands of people around the world for the glory of God. Let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for the incredible gift that you have given us through the life of Merrick. And we ask you today, God, that you would bless her, that you would give her strength. God, I pray that you would continue to strengthen her marriage. God, we pray that you continue, God, to develop her as a woman of God in her relationship with you. But also, God, we pray that you would give her wisdom to help continue to love and serve our people. We thank you, God, that you brought someone our way that God just wanted to serve and love people before they ever had some kind of fancy title. And so we thank you for her, God. We honor you for her life. And we pray that, God, you would help her as she makes this transition to begin this new position. We pray that, God, as a church and as a people, that we would do our best to follow what the Bible says, biblically, to love and honor our leaders, to submit to authority, and to do our best to help her as she does her best to help our church family. May we honor her. And I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would, you would use her life as an example of sacrifice and selflessness of what all of us can emulate to love and serve other people. I truly believe that God Squad Church is better because, God, you've given us Merrick. And so today, God, we want to honor her. We pray that you'd give her strength and bless her today. And we thank you for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 I've had the pleasure of getting to know Mirik for the past couple of years as she's been on the community care team. And really, one thing that I learned about her yesterday, I want you guys to know something about Mirik. She has a heart and a love for people like I have never seen before. Something that I didn't know that she does every single day is she goes into the Discord and she looks at the prayers and she goes through every single prayer and prays for each and every person that has put in a prayer in the Discord. And when she said that to me, I was just like, man, this, this, these are the people that we're looking for to be able to be on our team to continue help the ministry to continue to move forward, to help people to understand who Jesus Christ is, the fact that she has a love for you guys, the community, that much to be able to take her, day, her time every single day to pray for each and every person. I think that's just amazing. I mean, if you guys have never been into prayer before, this past month of January, we have about 200 prayers this month alone, and she's been doing this for a while now. And so I want you guys to know that Mirk is an absolutely amazing individual. And so we're just super happy that she's going to be working with us. And I'm super happy she's going to be working with me for the community care team. And some of you right now, you guys were just learning a little bit more about Mirik. 
But maybe some of you are, you just learned about her, but maybe you want to know someone else as well. We want to take this opportunity right now to give you the opportunity to come to know Jesus Christ for the very first time in your life. Jesus Christ will change your life, Ryan. You guys just heard about her talking about her calling, how she came to know Jesus Christ, that she actually grew up in the church and there wasn't a specific time that she accepted Christ, but that it was something that her life is showing. That is exactly what her life is. It's showing the love of Jesus Christ towards other people. And so maybe you're thinking right now, I don't have a calling like that in my life. And we want to give you the opportunity to come and know Jesus Christ for the first time. Or maybe you've been slipping away for a long time and you would like to rededicate your life to Jesus. We want to give you an opportunity to do that right now. And Jesus Christ, listen, he did some, he, he was amazing. He loved you so, so much that he came down from a perfect place of heaven, being on a throne and he was born in this world, and he lived a pure life, no sin. He had temptation that came in. He was tempted in the wilderness by Satan for 40 days and 40 nights and didn't eat food or, or have any drink, and yet he still stayed completely pure. And because of that, he was able to go to the cross and die for you, for the sins that you were supposed to pay for. Jesus Christ went and paid the debt for you. And after three days, after dying on the cross, he rose from the grave, breaking death, breaking the grave, and breaking sin, and defeating it for all of eternity. So that we, when we accept Jesus Christ, we can turn away from those things, we can repent of our sins, and then we can go to God the Father and ask for forgiveness so that our hearts would be purified, so we could be with him forever in eternity. And we want to give you a chance right now to experience that life, to experience that fullness, to experience that peace that only Jesus can give. So right now, if you would like to accept Jesus Christ into your life for the first time or rededicate your life to Jesus, I would ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Dear God, I come before you right now. I believe in your son, Jesus, and I believe that he died on the cross. I believe that he rose from the grave. And right now, God, I accept your mercy, your grace, and your salvation. I ask you, Jesus, to come and live inside of me. I commit my life to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give it up for those people right now? Put some hype in the chat for those that are just accepting Jesus Christ for the very first time. Hey, we want to celebrate with you. So if you could do me a favor so we can so we can know who you are to celebrate you, to celebrate with you and congratulate you as well. If you can put uh, a yes in the chat right now. Be bold and put a yes in the chat. If you just accepted Jesus Christ or rededicated your life to Jesus, we'd love to be able to know who you are so we can celebrate with you. And hey, also, if you could do me a, another favor, if somebody can type exclamation point next level in the chat and click on that link that will send you to a form that we ask you to fill out with as much information as you feel comfortable giving. The reason why we do this though is because a lot of people, they just made this decision for the first time, they have no idea where to go from here. They got a lot of questions. They know it's a big decision, but they're saying, I don't know where to start reading the Bible. I don't know how to pray. What is this baptism thing? How do I walk a life 
now that I know Jesus Christ, we'd love to be able to connect with you and we'd love to be able to help you on this new journey that you are starting today. And congratulations to those that are those that are saying yes in the chat right now. And hey guys, this is why we do what we do here at God Squad Church. We're continuing to see more and more people come to know Jesus Christ. We're seeing more people rededicating their lives to Jesus. More people are getting involved. And that's why we do what we do here at God Squad Church. And so we want to thank you for your generosity and your faithfulness for those that have been uh, that have been contributing to the church financially. And I want you to know there are multiple safe and secure ways that you can give to God Squad Church. You can go into the panels below, click on the give link that will allow you to give through PayPal. You can also go to our website and customize it to any way that you would like to give. And then finally, you can also use text to give by texting the, any amount to the number 84321. But however you're giving, we thank you for your generosity and every penny counts. 